This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek, show number 329, recorded on October 5th, 2017. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guys. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Alpha TV studios here on a rainy, very rainy. I got back from a very dry Maryland, which I had been kind of in a dry um, Indianapolis before that. We'll talk about that here in a second. To a bunch of rain here in uh, in Nebraska. It's been raining all day. Of course, uh, we needed it, so we'll, we'll take it any day of the week. I know some folks down in Houston and down in Florida that probably don't need it, but we needed it up here, so we're thankful for it. Of course, we post a show with world-class show notes each week out at the Average Guy. TV. You'll want to check those notes tonight. Uh, Kyle is with us, and Kyle's going to have some great show notes available. Kyle, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Yeah, it's a it's a great to be here. Um, I've, I think I've jumped on here a couple of times with you before, uh, but I was listening to the show, and I love chance. So, yeah, it's good good to have you. Uh, we'll remind everyone. Don't forget to take advantage of our mobile app that's available over at homegadgetgeeks.com. So if you haven't downloaded that, might be a good app just to have on your phone. Like even if you don't think you're going to use it, might be one of those apps because when you're traveling, our app is really, really good at streaming. So homegadgetgeeks.com, Android, iPhone available for iPhone download it. Spreaker, of course, provides that for us. We thank LastPass for their sponsorship. They're, they're coming on the show here in a couple weeks. But uh, get that downloaded at HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And then don't forget, the best way to support the show is out on the Patreon account. Although you can use our Amazon affiliate link. This is just nuts. It's still working. I just don't have any access to the admin console. I don't know. (laughs) Join us on Patreon. It's a mess, Kyle. Don't ever wish that you have an Amazon affiliate link. It's such a mess. But best way to do it is on Patreon. Head out to theaverageguy.tv slash support. I think it's you to it. Or just click on the Patreon link there on the page. Don't forget pre and post show available to Patreon subscribers. And when we do the meetup next year, I think it's going to be in Omaha and I think we're going to use Patreon to help. So watch, listen for that. We're going to have a special kind of executive. What, what am I going to call it? Uh, board of directors, something along those lines where you can join help. I need to get some idea of how many will come to Omaha for a meetup so I can get some idea of what I can use for facilities and some of those kinds of things. And so we'll do that through Patreon. You guys will help support it in that way. Uh, so head out the average guy.tv. If you want to just jump into the $1 plan to get things started, head out there, the average guy.tv and click on the Patreon link. I mentioned the meetup meetup is done. I, I, Kyle, hard to believe it came at when, of course, you're not very far from meetup, meetup HQ, Dave McKay, best meetup ever. It was super good. This year, I just had a great time. I'm saying it was the best one ever. That's just from my standpoint. Kyle, what'd you think of the meetup? Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a great meetup. I think I've I've been to all the Indianapolis meetups that we've done. Um, helps that I live in Indianapolis, so I was able to get to them. But yeah, this one was uh, this one was pretty awesome. Um, I, I think a little bit smaller than some of the other ones. Um, maybe well, probably bigger than the very first one um, in Indianapolis, but uh, we're about the same size. Um, but yeah, the, it was just great to you know have. Um, you know, I guess we, we missed the people that weren't able to make it, but it was, it's sometimes it's nicer to have enough room to be able to tie on a talk to everybody that's there. Yeah. Um, and we were able to have conversations about, um, Bitcoin mining and cameras and drones and, 
HP and microservers and just, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it was pretty good. And Turner got to come again. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of hung out, made a little bit, made a little bit of noise in the process. Uh, <laughs> you, you spent a little bit of time out on the, you know, out on the hallway uh, yeah. with him. I, 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 you, you were a dad and that's yeah. always a hard, that's sometimes it's a, a super hard thing to do. Um, yeah, we covered some servers. I think we covered the ten, the 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 generation ten server from HP, HP Enterprise sponsored, and I'm super excited, Kyle. I think that's my next Plex box, uh, or could be my next okay. Plex box. I <clears throat> I'm running an N40L, which is an old, little long in the tooth. It's still working. Uh, Windows eight. No, I'm sorry, Windows ten. I don't know why I said Windows eight. Windows ten uh, with uh, stable bit drive pool. Uh, kind of serving up those. That's kind of where I've landed. I'm using Crash Plan to back up for that one. That's kind of where I've landed. Um, but a N40L is a little old. I mean, that's a pretty underpowered. It's a nice box, nice cage. Doesn't have the best innards in it. I'm going to probably run it till it dies. And we looked at those chat the the Gen 10 boxes. Scoon over. John Stutzman gave a nice overview of that. And so something if you're in the home server space. Probably something you want to take a look at. I think they're coming out here pretty soon. And that may, for many of you, the Gen 8 boxes just didn't do what you wanted them to do. Right? We, we've heard some complaints in the forums and such about that. And it uh, looks like the with Gen 10, they're kind of back to home the home server enthusiast. Uh, and it's going to work well. Price points seem pretty good. And, and so you might want to check those out. We covered those at the meetup. We also spent a little bit of time. Um, you mentioned drones. Uh, we did that at the very end, and man, yep. Kyle, I you know what? I caught a little bit of the drone fever. I'm not gonna lie. I watched Dave and and uh, who else was flying their drones? Um, who else? Oh, uh, Keith. Um, Keith it's a long time, long time guy. I don't know. Yeah, Keith Lunsford. No, Keith had his drones up there, and and man, it was super cool to see the drones up there. And I thought, oh boy, yeah. like. Oh my gosh, I, I don't need this, you know? Yeah. I wanted to see one of those birds take one of them out, but yeah. I guess that would have been expensive. <laughs> a, little, a little bit. We as, as we were flying them in the parking lot, um, these birds kind of started kind of swooping in and, and, and we were like, everybody was like, oh, go after the birds. <laughs> uh, nobody, nobody would. Nobody yeah. would go after the birds up there. But uh, Keith had a yeah. larger one. I don't even know my drone. What 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 their what the names of them are? But Dave had one, Keith had one. We flow those around. By the way, Dave on his YouTube channel has the video uh, from that uh, from that flight that we made out of the parking lot out on his uh, YouTube page. So head out and check that out. Uh, the drone stuff was was pretty good. John John Biggs uh, brought a Nvidia Shield to give away, which was really really cool. By the way, I thought demo of the day. Uh, not because it was demoing my Plex box coming back to Omaha, but uh, John brought that out. We set it up. I set it up on my Plex. Um, I'm pretty convinced the Nvidia Shield is my next media server in the in the uh, in the living room. It'll allow me to replace a pretty ancient Core i3 box that first gen Core i3. I mean, it's okay, but I don't need. I, I guess we we saw I don't need all that power for a media center. Uh, 179 with the newest one that's coming out here on the 18th, I believe. Uh, no game controller in it. Probably the most economical way to get in. Maybe a Black Friday deal on that where that comes down to 149. Kyle, 
What'd you think of the Nvidia Shield that we took a peek at? Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it looks pretty cool. I think, um, I think it's a. I, I guess I don't know all the statistics on it, but I think it's a little. My understanding is it's a little bit more beefy than some of these other type of set top boxes, like. Um, it's, it's, you know, like these little, the Chromecast or the fire sticks are things that don't really have a very big processor in them and they do find it, it streaming, but the, I think my, the, the, the NVIDIA has a little bit of a beefier hardware. Um, so, you know, I like that aspect of it. I didn't get to see a lot of the demo, but I mean, the, I mean, it looked great. The image that you were getting up there looked great. The interface looked slick and clean. And then, um, yeah, I mean, the, it works with Plex and everything. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I mean, I just keep hearing so much good stuff about Plex, and I, I'm, I guess I don't really have a need for it right now. I keep thinking of trying to find a way to see how it would fit into, um, like the educational technology, the vid, you know, video audio media stuff we do at school, but I haven't found a, a use exactly for it yet. But, um, yeah, it's um, Plex, well, for, like they're, they're going crazy at Plex over there, they're really adding, yeah, new they're doing a lot, stuff, so they are. For a $179 box and probably $30 in an SD card, and then maybe another $100 if you're going to add uh, extra storage to it, you could probably get a four terabyte external drive. That would be the, the storage. So 300 bucks for a media center box. Uh, that becomes your Plex server as well. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't tested it as a server. We certainly tested it as kind of just a player. I leave my Plex box exposed so I can get to it from anywhere. So I signed into my account uh, and began to stream. We did some live live TV streaming. wasn't as successful there. I think maybe that's some of my upload. I was, I, I don't know. We were all hammering the network too at the same time. But a pretty good, pretty good little box. Um, many I was going to buy it that weekend, and then I found out that they're selling it without the game controller for twenty bucks cheaper, and that will be out here in a couple weeks or a week or so. So. I'm going to wait, wait till that comes out, save a little bit of money on it. But that's definitely come into the Collison house here. And uh, we're going to put that in. You had mentioned at the top of the show, uh, I, I gave a little demo, a little overview of some of the Bitcoin stuff we've been talking about, the mining, uh, kind of gave an overview of what the screens look like. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm surprised, Kyle, that more people took to it than I thought. I just was like, hey, oh, I'm yeah. going to show a little demo. And, you know, I, I didn't really want to get too that that much into it. We probably spent an hour talking yeah. about it. And, oh, yeah, uh, that was popular. Yeah. Uh, McCabe even bought a video card. Uh, oh, after really? everybody left, I took him out to Fry's <laughs> on Sunday night. We have pictures on Twitter. So if you follow me or Dave on Twitter, we have pictures of um, we, we went to Fry's Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday night. Sunday evening. Picked him up at 1060 and installed it. We were up, man. It took forever to get that card working on his Plex box. Just kind of ran into a couple of Windows problems. And and so um, we got it running. We got it mining, you know. And, you know, we're talking about a buck a day. So, you know, on a 1060 card, you're not going to get rich. Um, but I had a lot of questions around it. It was kind of cool. It kind of was the practical lab, so to speak, of what we've been talking about on the show. So it was kind of cool. Did you get... Well, yeah. are you thinking, Kyle, you know, it's not like you're flush with cash and you're just going to go out and buy $300 video cards. But, well, what'd you think of, what'd you think of that section? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's super interesting. I, I, you know, like you, you've said it before. I wish I had jumped in two years ago when you first had um, the guests on here talking about Bitcoin and had, had bought some, you know. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in it. I mean, I, it seems like, the the cryptocurrency is here to say whether you know what whether it's bitcoin or something else i mean it seems like the whole the blockchain is 
you know, is going to be the, some of the technology of the future. So, um, you know, I'd like to get into it more. Um, I mean, right now, um, I, 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 I could use, I could, my computer could stand to use a graphics card. It's a little pretty slow at video and stuff like that. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. So here's the benefit for you, right? Just think about it in these terms, right? Don't think about it from a mining perspective. Think about it from a VR. This is what Dwayne was talking about when he was on is that, you know, for about two, for about two twenty, let's say between two, two and two twenty. You can pick up a pretty good VR card that if you were ever going to do in the future here, any any virtual reality, those cards will support it. So I think his his was like, hey, if you do it and you can't afford it, you could make up that, you know, you could make up that cash in mining while you're waiting for the VR stuff to come around. It's, it's coming out this Christmas. We're going to see a bunch of new VR stuff come out. And if you're into that at all. Um, which I was surprised that we didn't have a lot of headgear at the meetup. I thought maybe some some VR yeah. stuff would show up, and it it really didn't. So we didn't um, we didn't spend much time on that. Kyle, for you, anything I mentioned those four areas; those were a big deal to me. Anything I missed that was a big deal to you? What else did you get out of the meetup that uh, that you thought was worth the price of admission? Um, I got to uh, talk. I got to talk to I think his uh, its name is Josh Pollard, um, um, one of the guys from yeah. the other another podcast that was there. So I, yeah, so I got to talk to him about some of his podcasting gear and some of his experiences, and so um, so that's cool. So um, and I you know I got to talk to you about podcasting too. So um, just you know just hanging out with with the guys and seeing that just walking into the room and feeling all the technology and the demo setup everywhere around, you know. Um, it's uh, it's just it's just a cool experience and it's it's something pretty special I think that Dave has pulled off for the last number of years so um, I've always I've always enjoyed it um, and I got well and I and the day before too um, I got to go to um, uh, reset headquarters so yeah. um, you know to so to so to see see some of it you know live in action you know so mm-hmm. yeah no very cool well it's good to see you there. And uh, and good to have you on right after, kind of yeah. just a recap of it. Can't thank Dave enough. You know, we've been in this community since 2009. So April yeah. of 2009, Dave had started in, in 2008 with Home Server Show. And I just think about the various years. I think maybe 2010 was the first year we did a meetup. I think uh, late in 2009 or some of 2009, maybe we met in St. Louis. I can't remember all the dates, but. We uh, we have pulled off seven of those, and I told you in pre-show this was my favorite. Um, and I don't know, it was just it was uh, kind of like a family reunion. It was kind of like I just really enjoyed the conversation that went on, and so tons of fun. Dave, thanks for your. I know Dave's a avid listener, and so Dave, thanks for your work. Really appreciate what you have done there, and that's it's not like he's never. He said we're never going to do it again. He does need a little bit of a break. I think I mentioned this. And starting, I think we're going to bring it to Omaha next year. I got to figure out a way to get it done, and we'll try an Omaha meetup. Hopefully, you guys will support us in what we do. And so that discussion has started. So uh, coming up, we we don't have dates. It'll probably be in that September time frame. I'm thinking probably mid September. That's when it works best for me. My high school program gets started uh, late September, and I want to really get it done before we go there. So we'll be thinking about the next hashtag next meetup, uh, and uh, and we'll see if we can pull one off. Kyle, the reason we've had you on today is because in the last two years, your life has changed. Your work has changed. Yeah. And I remember we've known you for a long time. I mean, I, I think maybe five years, I think I've known you at least. Yep. yep. 
And uh, those early days, newly married, young, you know, rubbing two pennies together. Um, and you have you two years ago, you started working tech support for this the, the school district that that uh, that you work in now. And then this year, you've kind of moved into a kind of a support role. But what I thought was really cool, and we'll show you some of the pictures as we move here in the podcast. But what I thought was really cool is some of the work that you're doing with the school around media. So yep. let's, from your perspective, let's just kind of catch up with you. Talk about your new role. Talk about what you're doing. Let's let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, yeah. So it was yeah the first yeah the first two years I worked at the school district, it was mostly just um, you know break fix that kind of stuff. I absolutely loved it. Loved what I was doing. Um, but then they they really needed. We were switching to Gmail. Things were changing. We they needed somebody to kind of do more focus on um, the technology training side. So. I guess it's been almost a year and a half now that I've been doing that, um, the more of the technology training. And I mean, the simplest way to say it is my job is to teach teachers how to use technology in the classroom. Um, so that's what I've been doing for, I think it's been a year and a half now. Um, so I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I don't really know if I could think of a better job for me. Uh, so I, I love doing that. Um, and yeah, and then at the end of last school year, um, spring 2017, they came to me with a specific project that was um, to help upgrade the some of the media equipment at the middle school. So, I mean, I can jump into that, or I don't know if you have other questions you want to do first, or no, where let's, you let's jump into that. That sounds great. Keep keep yeah. going. I'm going to show some pictures as you're talking. So, okay, yeah. So, um, there was kind of a three a threefold um, kind of mission on what we wanted to accomplish. Um, we had a we had an existing class that was for um, it was video editing, and they were using these ancient MacBook uh, laptops with iMovie, um, and um, just crashing and all kinds of issues. So those had to go. Something had to be replaced for the video editing side, um, and then they had a TV studio um, that was also you know all standard definition like i think 11 or 13 years old something like that so we wanted to upgrade that and then we wanted to add a a podcasting space so basically kind of two refreshes on existing stuff and then brand new ad podcasting and some of this was inspired by um, going to visit another local middle school that we that in the area and seeing what they had as far as podcasting things like that so um, they just kind of said, research it come back to us get us some gear lit you know gear list get us some prices see what um you know see what it's going to cost and kind of analyze things and see what's going to be the best technology for for our uh for our district and our school to to you know implement these solutions so let's talk a little bit about the studio first i'm going to show a picture of that let's uh let me see if i can bring that up we'll go this is the to me. This was the most impressive. Um, I, I, hopefully, you can see that in your monitor there, Kyle. So you can yeah, I can, yeah so, I can see that. So a pretty, I mean, from a gadget perspective, a pretty cool layout. You know, a bunch yeah. of monitors, some some speakers. So talk a little bit about the setup here. What are you doing? What's driving it? How how to get to this point? And I'm thinking all this is fairly new, right? Yeah, everything you're seeing, basically everything you're seeing in that picture is all brand new. Um, so I would say the kind of, you know, I just started researching this stuff um, and the 
kind of one of the things that helped me was the podcast you did with Mike Howard and he was talking about vmix and also you know thanks to Mike Howard also cuz he jumped a long time at the very beginning of this he jumped onto a call with me and just kind of walked me through some of the vmix things um but that it, you can see you can kind of see in the picture there at the at the bottom underneath the desk there is a Dell Alienware computer and that is running uh vmix um which is uh, a I guess you'd call it a, a video, video mixing, video switching software, production recorder, and live streaming software all in one one package there. And so then that that uh, PC has a um, a special uh, add-in card for it that accepts an HDMI input, not an output. So that was something I had to learn about, figure out that how that all worked and stuff. And then on the desk up there is a four-port um, HDMI switching device. Um, so four cameras or up to four cameras can go into that switching device. And then the one HDMI comes out of the switching device and goes into the PC. Um, and then, um, and that's, that's one way to do it. You don't have to do it that way. You could actually, if you wanted to get a bigger card in the PC, you could get four ports in the PC and just eliminate, um, the actual switching card, but that we were pretty familiar with already having that physical device to switch the cameras back and forth. So we wanted to keep some consistency there for the students and that sort of thing. Um, and then the they can also do use the vMix software to add overlays and add lower thirds and all kinds of other things. Actually, in that picture right there, you can see there's another computer off to the right. And that one is kind of one that we've set up to do that sort of thing where they can add in the the sort of the overlays and um and other uh, add in other media on top of the uh the production as they're going re recording it so in this in this case they actually what they do is they record in this studio they record a copy um in and then they go back and they can make a few edits afterwards and then they upload it to youtube and then the the students the rest of the teachers in the school play it back um as the daily announcements uh, and they, they use it for other things besides that too. Um, so are they so, live? Are the daily announcements live? Is no, yeah. The, in this bill, in this school, they're not live. So some of the other schools do a different sort of setup with some live and some old coax cable and stuff that is a different kind of setup, but yeah, so, and, and what they, deal. yeah, what they, what the, they've actually been able with the vmix, they've actually been able to do less editing because the vmix lets them pull in like, um, sport like one easy example is like sport clips from the football games or volleyball games and they can pull those in to vmix because vmix is designed for a live production and for recording and streaming it's designed for all that so they can pull in those video clips play them live and just you know kind of pause and then that gives them there's less editing to do they can just kind of they can kind of do it like um like they're acting like they're live but if they need to change something or add something at the end they can't so um yeah, so that's kind of the setup in the in the TV studio there. I, I see a camera on a tripod. What what do you have? Is there a single camera in the room? You yeah, so there's actually so yeah, so behind that table there's three cameras set up. Um they're a they're a Panasonic something. I don't I don't know. It's in the gear. I, everybody can get the show notes and get It'll the, be gear in the show list. notes. Yep, yeah, there's lots of super details on on the show notes. Um but um it's a Panasonic camera. It's about like a $500 range. So we didn't go crazy with the cameras. They already had some tripods. Um, and there's also um, another. There's also two um, teleprompter monitors that are facing towards the studio, um, towards towards the people that are live there, so they can read off of that. So there's three cameras right now, um, and yeah. And then there's there's a there's also a, a mixing board on the audio mixing board on that table there as well. So 
that's a pretty hefty setup. What kind of can you can you talk a little bit range and price, and then can you talk how long did it take you to set all this up, and and what kind of time frame was that? Yeah, so um, I I spent uh, many many hours researching um, all the all this gear and stuff. Um, so it was you know partly because that was my job, partly because I was having fun with it. Um, you know, kind of all of the above. So and I really wanted to get it right. Um, in that regard, you, there's, you know, there's all kinds of ways you can, you can customize, um, this solution. So I think we're, you know, and there's educational discounts that might affect the pricing depending on how you're buying and that sort of thing. So I think that we were around the $10,000 mark. Um, but a lot of that, what we ended up buying three computers, a lot of that was for the computers. So the, the Dell computers there, um, and and part of the reason for that was so that they could have uh, Adobe Premiere on three solid work workhorse computers to be able to do any editing that they needed to do um, and have be able to have more than one person working on it. So um, kind of to give us some base, you know, gives us some future proofing, expandability, that sort of thing. One of the, I guess I should, I can add in too, one of the big things that, one of the big motivators for me going with the vMix software was it uses this technology called NDI, which is like, um, network device interface and you could think of that as like if you are have a uh, um an hdmi cable or the pros use sdi cables for their cameras it's basically like having that cable but on your eth just your standard ethernet network so um, having more than one computer in the room or any really anywhere in the building they can all f use that net network uh, NDI protocol to send video anywhere in the building. Um, so, so that's another reason to have the other computers there. Kind, so. kind of allows you to have some remote cameras yeah. in other location yeah. that yeah. are sending Absolutely. video back across right. the network as opposed yeah. to having specialized cabling. Yeah. Right. No, Mike loves that. Mike's talked about that feature. As we're here, I should have had Mike on tonight. He probably could have just sat here and, yeah. uh, and supporting, he probably knows the right questions to to, to answer. Yeah. Does vMix have an educational? Um, was there any kind of educational pricing that you got for vMix? And, um, and how did that work? Do you remember? Um, they don't. Yeah. So uh, obviously, a lot of companies offer an educational discount, but vMix is actually, I mean, in my opinion, it's priced very aggressively. It's priced. I, I mean, I I just really think they're a value leader um, in, in that. And so they on their on their website. Um, they don't, they say, you know, like we're just trying to make a great product. That's the same price yeah. for everybody sort of thing. So they don't really do a discount as far as that goes. If you, there, we, we bought through a reseller. Um, and so you could, you know, talk to your, talk to your local VMIX reseller and see if they have an educational yeah. discount for no, you. No, I think <laughs> they're not right. going to change yeah. it too much, but you might be able to shave a little bit off there. But um, I think what you're saying yeah. is true though. They, they're, they're by far, I think, uh, the least expensive of the options when we think about yeah. OBS is free, but it's open yeah. source. And yeah. so um, they, they are right in that, uh, they're kind of right in that sweet spot. Anything yeah. that you learned? So setting up this before we kind of move into the audio section, anything you learned as you were setting this up, you do differently or you're really glad you did it the way you did it? Um, I mean, I, I am pretty happy with how it turned out, um, so far. Um, I guess you, I can't, I can't think good of recognition over it. Did you get, uh, I mean, are the teachers liking it? Is it? Yeah, they're, they're happy with it. Yeah. I mean, there's some learning curve. I think it's, uh, you know, I think everybody's happy with it so far. Um, I guess, I mean, I just, I, I did spend, I spent so much time researching that I think we got what we wanted. So, um, I, but, and, but I did learn a ton. I mean, I learned, you know, cameras and, 
just frame rates and YouTube and live streaming and just how does this going to plug into this? And I, I mean, I, just, I think I bugged some of these guys in the fa this Facebook group I'm in about it. Like I just kept asking them questions after like, what if this happens? Well, how does this work? And so, but most of it was related to how does everything plug in? Which gear do I need? Why should I do this? Um, you know, and our, the, and, and like, um, the, one of the, the, there's the guy called, or he has a, um, his company is called Eastern Shore Broadcasting. He's a reseller for VMix. His name is Tom Sinclair, um, and he he runs the Eastern Shore Broadcasting Company. And they specialize in selling in live streaming gear, basically. And he runs his Facebook account or Facebook group that he has for everybody to just kind of chime in and and talk and get help. Is called um, Streaming Idiots. So I and I just kind of bombarded them with questions. And he's, you know, there was one thing like that special card I was telling you about. The it's it's a Majewell card to capture the HDMI. Um, and I was looking at a cheaper one, and he was like, you know, that one is really made for gamers. You should probably go with this Majewell one. Um, it's a little bit more money, but it, it's going to be worth it. And it is totally worth it. I mean, I just double click, install the drivers works no issues no glitches nothing so um i've been super happy with that um yeah that's cool let's make a let's make a quick transition i'll lock on the screen here so folks can go you also set up kind of an audio recording studio we call it a podcasting studio but yep. i'm showing the first uh the first screen of that tell me uh tell me what you got in here and and why did you do this separate than the tv studio yeah. So, um, yeah, we did a separate, this is actually just kind of like on the other side of the wall from the TV studio, but yeah, we wanted to have a dedicated space for recording audio, um, for a podcast or any other kind of like voiceover type work. Um, just to be able to, I mean, first to be able to produce just podcasts and then also to, um, you know, a lot of the things like, especially the, uh, the foreign language teachers wanted to be able to use this room as well to just have students come in and, you know, take tests or communicate with other, um, classes or other, even other schools in, in other countries and in talk in their foreign language, um, classes and learn. And the teachers can have the students, you know, go in and record something. And then the teacher can listen back when they have, when they have time so they can kind of use the technology to be efficient as far as that goes. So, um, just lots of possibilities but yeah definitely wanted something that was dedicated to um the audio side and in this room that you're seeing on the screen here we have four mics set up a four a four channel mixer basically um and uh adobe audition to record into um and then in the pre some of the previous pictures there's also a four a uh, a four mic setup on a mobile cart that can just be moved around into um yeah, right there. You can move that and just wheel it into any classroom in the building, plug it into power and start recording. So um, things like that. And this like is that. an additional box, right? This isn't yep. that torn down. This, right. by, the way, yep. by the way, Kyle, let me tell you this. This is my favorite picture of all time. Yeah. Like, yeah. As a podcaster, as a mobile podcaster, and I think I'm trying to remember, did we find, did you find a picture of this somewhere like this and show yeah, it to me? Yes. Yes. So yeah. we, when I started down this journey, we, I got a picture from the other middle school in the area, Noblesville, I think it's called Noblesville West middle school. They had a cart that was like exactly like this and I just copied it. Um, so it I, I don't know where they got that idea, but it's pretty sweet. And I mean, I don't, maybe you'll, maybe next time you go to a 
what do you, what is it? Heartland developers conference. Maybe you'll yeah. be wheeling a cart around like this, Jim. Well, this was, this, when you showed this to me, I was like, this is freaking brilliant. Like it's, it's awesome. You know, I sit at a table and that's kind of my shtick there. And we put some stuff, but yeah. I always thought how cool it would be. And, and this is a really nice four person. Yeah. You could do two cameras off of this thing and, and have them face different directions to get, you know, you could have them off, off parallel each other to get two and two on either side. And, uh, and I just kind of thought, man, this is really cool. And, and so I've thought about it. I almost actually set one up at work for exactly for Heartland developer, by the way, congratulations on getting the name of that conference, right? That's hard <laughs> to remember. Heartland developer conference. Infotech is the other one that we do here in Omaha. But yeah, this was, this was super cool. When I saw this, how are you guys using this box now? Um, it, I don't think it's left that room yet. Um, it actually, I think just like Monday this week or something, I finally got it because I actually had a big, um, there was a, uh, a little hang up on the, uh, the brackets that mount to the cart. Um, I actually had to, um, don't tell anyone I had to bend the metal of the cart up a little bit to make the, the metal frame thinner so that the, the bracket would fit. And then I had to put a piece of wood on the bottom. And then I had to put a piece, some tile that I had sitting around on the top. And then, so the bracket would fit. So it took, it took, uh, it took me longer than I wanted, but yeah, just, um, just got everything plugged in, in the last, uh, last couple of weeks here on that one, but I'm expecting that one to get moved around. And like I said, especially roll down to like the, uh, uh, the foreign language rooms, the Spanish class, the French class, things like that. So, uh, yeah, um, I, what, I think that's going to be awesome. Um, what, so I'm assuming you got, I see some headphones on there. So is it one, uh, one person can monitor on that or do you have a headphone amplifier that allows everybody to have headphones? Um, I think if we wanted to put a headphone amplifier, we could, I think at this point, my plan was just to let it just have the one there for monitoring if for one person to check the sound levels and then kind of just roll since, since they're standing so close, they can obviously all hear each other, but, um, you know, that was my that was my yeah. plan at this point. No, I so. like it. And I, I, for the longest time when I was doing my podcasts at uh, Heartland Developer Conference, I would, um, I'd have earphones, I'd, I'd have headphones for both the guest and for me. And I found out the guests don't really care. Like yeah. it doesn't really matter. And yeah. so they would, it didn't make sense. They, they felt awkward with them on, you know, they just wanted to talk. And so I found now I don't even wear earbuds. I, I have a set of headphones plugged into the, you know, plugged into the soundboard and I, I do a quick test, you know, one, two, check, 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 just to make sure everything's good. And then I throw them down and we yep. just have a conversation. And so yep. I found that uh, that works um, out pretty well. I think that's really cool. What kind of clamps are you using? Did, did you, to get those, the, the microphones up there? What do you, yeah, do you remember so what you used? I, I can pull, I can, let me dig out the link here real quick. They're actually, they're really cheap, but, um, or, I mean, they're very inexpensive. They seem solid. It just, they would be better if they were, if they, they would, I mean, they, on a table or whatever, if they were on a certain thing that was designed yeah. for them, they would yeah. be fine. Yeah. That cart's got a lip. The, the cart has a lip on both the bottom yeah. and on the top, which is, which is part of your problem, right? Yeah. So, um, is the, is the chat, I think I just closed the chat. Is the chat still working? I can throw the link yeah. in the chat. Yeah. Is that the best way to put it? Yeah, probably so. Um, I don't know if you can grab you can grab that and pull that up real quick here, but um, it's a B and H. I we get it from B and H Photo. It's called an on stage 
TM03 tabletop mounted C clamp. Um, it's like ten bucks or seven yeah. bucks or something. Yeah, so you could um, probably you could probably pick that up at uh, Amazon as well. So on stage, I've used on stage for some of my other uh, for some of my other audio equipment. So that's cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've been I've been super happy with a lot of the onstage stuff that we've got yeah. recently. So. Yeah, actually, um, I think from a value standpoint, the onstage is 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 one of the great values that yep. is out there. It's I've certainly newer is another one. N uh, N E W N E E W E R newer. They are the very cheapest, and yeah, if, like you can get away with if you don't move it around a lot and some of those kinds of things, you can get away with that. But yeah. Um, I actually find some of those things don't last too long. Kyle, why? Um, so talk a little bit about, you know, I assume the school's been doing this before, but why such, I mean, this seems really progressive to use video and audio. And then I heard a podcast with the principal or the superintendent. What's going on with those? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think that, I guess I'll, I'll kind of go back to one of the things I dropped in the show notes this year is kind of the uh, the why for why producing audio and video content. Um, and I think it's that a lot of times in education, we talk about authentic learning and, uh, and um, also authentic ways to present your knowledge. I mean, I think kind of when I was in school, it was pretty much the only options were a multiple choice test or write a six page paper about it. You know, well, a lot of kids express their way, their learning in different ways, you know? And so to me, being able to express your learn to show that you've learned something is huge. If you, if you walk out and say, Oh, I'm really great at playing basketball. You're, they're going to be like, the footage of you playing basketball. If you say, I'm a great carpenter, okay, show us something you've built, you know? So students need to be able to show what they've learned um, and, and taking a multiple choice test that has an A on it. I mean, it, I guess that's fine, but you can't really, you know, show that as, I mean, it's hard to show that as evidence. People just see random questions, multiple choice. But if you can produce a podcast that says, I went to science class and I learned this about, you know, the processes that a cell goes through to develop and grow. And these are the parts and all this stuff. You had to do the research. You had to know what you were talking about. You had to produce it. You had to collaborate with your classmates. You had to work together. So, um, you know, use creativity. So just the audio and video just gives students another way to learn and to express their learning. So that's, that's huge for me. Um, just being able to kind of tie, tie all those things together there. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. And then with the podcast that we are doing, I think I listed I listed uh, let's see, three or four podcasts. Um, our uh, our superintendent, Dr. Sherry Great, uh, she I don't know how she got the idea. Well, she got the idea from one of our principals who was doing a podcast, but she did one. It's because we're called the Shamrocks is our low mascot thing. So sh her podcast is called Inside the Rock. So. Um, that's good. But basically she just does a weekly, it's usually like 15 to 20 minutes, just interview somebody in the community, just kind of telling the story of what's going on in our, in our school. Um, and just, you know, kind of letting people see what's going on inside the rock. So there's that one. Um, we have three woods minutes, which is one of our elementary schools. The principal has students just kind of giving like basically the same idea, but just a snapshot real quick with third and fourth graders producing. Um, here's what's happening in our elementary school this week here's a teacher, here's something cool, here's what we're learning, something like that. Um, there's another one just started 
um, the middle school counseling team decided they wanted to do a podcast after they saw everybody else doing it. So they're jumping on board and just they're calling it a toolbox um, because they want it to be a toolbox of resources for parents who are dealing with middle school students. So they're just going to anything about counseling, college and career readiness, mindfulness, um, all kinds of topics like that. Um, my podcast is called the WWS and Ed Tech Sandbox, but it's really just for testing purposes to make sure I knew what I was doing. Uh, but I threw two episodes up on that one just for fun. And then the high schools, go ahead. Have you gotten any response back on those? If Have people been listening to them? Have you gotten any numbers? Um, the, um, on the shows, you can see, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, on yours, the one you did. On my personal one, yeah. mine has not gotten to, I mean, I haven't promoted it at all. The only people that I, outside the school that I think have watched it are um, Alex and Rob from Spreaker Live Show because I keep oh, nice. commenting on their on their show because we are we are we are completely invested in Spreaker at this point at my at our school district. So I just I've real I, I love what they're doing there. It's been a great platform. Got some good recommendations on on going with them. So all of these podcasts are hosted on Spreaker and just being I just want to be connected with with what they're doing and so just listening to that podcast giving feedback. Um, so. Uh, so yes, uh, Spreaker has been great for us. Um, if you're into podcasting and you want to get started with Spreaker, um, you can check out Spreaker Live. Yeah, they got some great plans. Uh, Spreaker, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Spreaker actually has Android and iPhone apps, $100 each per year, yeah. which is very, very reasonable and great little apps. They do exactly what I want them to do. So um, Spreaker has been providing those. What I, I cut you off. You had one more podcast that you guys are doing as well. Yeah, the high school... Um, they still, the high school still has to figure out what they want to do. Um, I, I put a link to something they posted already, but um, yeah, I mean, they, they want to do more of like, because it is the high school. So the students are older, you know, they, the students can kind of take more charge of this. They want to have the students produce a podcast. Um, and uh, we got to kind of figure out how are they going to do that? Are they going to put, you know, one sh one podcast for the science department and one for the history department and one for every department or are they just going to lump all of them together and there's not really any coherence or flow it's just if you're interested in westfield high school then you're going to listen or so they got to kind of sort that out but um they they're ready to to take off with that um they're going to be they have they're getting their podcast studio up and running at the high school and so i'm super i'm super excited about what's going to what they're going to be able to do at the high school. Are you, uh, um, so. you helping with that setup? I mean, are they coming to you and yeah, yeah. recommendations on gear? Yeah, a, a little bit. We'll, we'll see. They, they already have some stuff, so it's kind of cobbled together right now. Um, so they have, they have some of the, the, uh, the blue Yeti microphones, which, um, you know, they're just USB only. So now we're trying to think, well, how can we, you know, get a mixer and use that kind of stuff. So we will probably, I'm, I'm going to suggest that they switch over to some ATR 2100s, which we have 10 of at the middle school. Um, and, and, and we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll get to talk to them and, and, and see what comes up. But I mean, either way, what they have, you know, now is kind of working for them. So they, they're, they're doing some great stuff over there at the high school. Kyle, you should write this up for South by Southwest and get this. I mean, Certainly, you guys are not the first school district to do this, but I think you guys have a lot of great stuff. I mean, just as I hear the stories of it's elementary and junior high and high school, and everybody's yeah. kind of catching yeah. on, and and you know you're just getting started. It would be it'd be really interesting to hear the stories throughout the year of what happens as people hear these things. As they, I always, 
I always dreamt about having a, a, a working with our school administrators. I pitched this to them five years ago and said, you guys, let me help you do a podcast and you can communicate with everybody in the school. You know, one podcast does it all. This is what I do at work, right? I, I podcast with our thousands of coaches. Uh, in fact, we'll do one of these tomorrow um, at work. And it's a very, very effective, if you can get people to listen to them. It's yeah. a very, very effective tool. Are you getting any initial feedback from the listeners at at this point as to who's listening and how it's going? It may be too early, but are you getting yeah, any feedback? I I really I'm really pretty much on <clears throat> I'm on the producing side really. So um I, I guess I haven't seen that. That there's there's a uh, like a communications team at the district level that is kind of handling that. So um I guess I haven't gotten any particular feedback, but it seems like at least some people are listening to them. You can see the speaker, the speaker stats show up on the page there. So, um, yeah, so that stuff is is going there. Um, yeah, and um, you mentioned like the whole the whole range of the school. I I've pretty much almost forgot, but just today I set up um, at our intermediate school, which is just below the middle school. Um, I set up their their TV studio, and I forgot to take a picture of it. I meant to take a picture of it, but they have a, a very similar setup to what's going on at the middle school for the TV side, um, and they just got that set up today. Um, with ba- ba- when they came to me, I was like, "Well, I already have the. I don't have to do any research for you guys. I already have a list all pre built for for the middle school." So they just got their gear in. They were a little bit later. Um, and getting that stuff ordered, but yeah, they're, they're, they're set up uh, a little bit smaller for the intermediate school, but, um, but yeah, another, another TV studio there. So you, you mentioned Den, the, the Dell Alienware PCs, yeah. any reason, any particular reason you went with Alienware versus maybe building your own box and, and, you know, kind of putting your own components in? Yeah. So, um, I, I looked around a lot for what I was going to do about this computer, the computer situation. And I was like, Oh man, I'm going to nerd out. I'm going to get on new egg and I'm going to research and buy every part handpicked and everything. And I'm going to build them on the desk at school and get, and get to build a computer. But at the, at the end of the day, um, you know, I just, we're already a Dell shop. So our, our school already buys from Dell. That's our main, you know, computer supplier. So that wasn't, that made it easy on that side. And I just, I needed something that I knew was going to work that had already been tested by experts. Um, and I didn't have to worry about making sure that parts were compatible and, in, or what, whatever. So I just needed something drop dead simple, um, that we could, that we could go with. And they were a good, they were a good value for what we, for what we needed. And really the, I mean, the Alienware is their gaming thing, and the the graphics that are required to do video production to do the run the VMix program is basically the exact same thing that a gamer needs. So um, that's why we ended up we ended up going with with those. But yeah, they have the GTX 1060 graphics cards, which is what I think it's what you've been using and talking about. We went with the six gigabyte version because that for video editing and yeah, producing. Totally. We, yeah, we you know, that, you, so. you made the right call there. You 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 definitely want to get. I'm actually finding on those 1063 gig cards, there's every once in a while, one of the miners will push it to like two and a half gig. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe yeah. I should have went six. Yeah. You know, yeah. you never know. But no, that sounds like that's the right horsepower. You know, by the way, super smart decision to not do your own build <laughs> and let it, yeah, you know, and let it be a company that warranties it. If that thing yep. goes bad, you send yep. the whole thing back. Get behind. Let I think a lot of guys, like you said, you know, you get, and I made this mistake early on. Like I built computers for my parents, huge, huge mistake. Just 
like get something that works, get something that's tested, get that put in there. That's not a time to be screwing around with yeah. your own. Yeah. If, your it, own. if it was my own and I wanted to customize it and tinker with it, put it on my desk in my house, I'd love to do that. But, and, and I could, if something happened to a part, I could go through the RMA process and talk to whoever and get it fixed. But a school, it's going to sit in, in red tape land for three months before anything happens, you know? So you can't really, you can't really go that route. No, that was super smart on that, on the, uh, the portable cart. Yeah. Um, what are you using to record off that? You're not, you don't have a PC buried in there somewhere. Do you No. Um, yeah. So a couple of things. So we have, we bought, th- um, three of the zoom H four N pro audio recorders. So they could use that. It would be one option. Um, and then they, they, all the students this year have Chromebooks. So since it's a USB uh, mixer, they could also just plug their, sit their Chromebook down on the, the, the um, cart and just record straight into that. So, yeah. Man, you sound like you covered all the options. I, you I, know, I think you, I think, <laughs> you researched the heck out of this thing. I spent a lot of time on this thing. It's good though. So, it shows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think you probably in the, in the, in the district now have a lot of credibility. I mean, it sounds like it's all working really well. Did you have any problems where you didn't anticipate something and you wish you had done something different? Um, I mean, I, I wish we, I, I, I think I wish that cart had fit those clamps better. That was, that ended up being a thing. Cause the, I mean, the clamps themselves are only like the 10 bucks, like I said, and then, but the cart is like 230 or something, you know? So it was like, do I just return the clamps? But then I couldn't find, it was hard to find something, a bigger um, pod, you know, a mic holding bracket of some kind that was actually bigger. So that was hard. And then do you return the cart? It's already been assembled. It's more expensive. Will the next cart have the same problem? So, and I don't have the answer to that one yet, but that's where I was at with that. Um, you know, we, the mixers that we got, I, I, lo- I, I love the mixers. They are, they only, they record one channel of audio. And I think you and I talked about this, but, um, and to, that might not sound like much to, if you're not really into the audio thing, but basically that means it takes all four of the microphones or however many you have in your mixer and it puts them into one audio file and that's it. So if, if one person interrupts another and they start talking over each other, that's just in the audio. There's nothing you can do about it. A multi-channel recorder would record each microphone on its own individual file. And that way you could go in and you could silence somebody or do more editing, but that's more editing. So um, I'm happy with where we're at right now. Um, There's another device. I think it's called a zoom. It just came out. Even it actually hadn't even been released when we were buying this stuff. It was, it's called like a zoom live track L12 or something like that. Um, and it, it can do like, it can record like 12 different microphones at the same time, USB into your computer. So yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's like my, um, I don't know the, the, the vision of where, you know, or the, the, the product to look up to when, when somebody decides to upgrade the, uh, the, because right now, like the, uh, the superintendent comes over from the admin office and comes to the middle school studio to record her podcast every week. So at some point she may decide that she wants to build her own studio for her podcast in that, in that building where she's at. And that way they don't have to keep driving back and forth. So maybe someday an upgrade is in the future, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. No. Sounds sounds pretty cool. I think you got. Uh, I think Ryan is looking for the uh, the link to the uh, to the mixing board. So what'd you get? What are the boards that you got? 
in there? Those are Mackie. Or what'd um, you get? Yes. The, the boards that we did get are Mackie pro FX, uh, eight and 12. So I can get a link here real quick. Yeah. And I have, I have that same, um, I have the same FX pro eight here in the studio. So that's the exact same board I have here. And then I have the 12 at work. So nicely done. I love those yeah. boards. They have just been workhorses and are fabulous. Uh, Kyle, you'll drop those links there in the chat room. As yeah. I see you, you're that, that, that Ryan there that's bugging you, that's my brother, by the way. I, I kind of figured it was. <laughs> He's actually, actually, he he is a high school senior, and he is setting up some – he is doing some awesome stuff with even more expensive cameras at his high school. So Nice. Nice. He's doing some stuff there. Yeah, more expensive cameras mean what? What are you – what's he What's he working on well, there? Or do you know? Um, like – like like a five thousand dollars Sony 4K camera with ex- nice. interchangeable lenses and all kinds wow. of crazy stuff. So sounds like you guys are in a district that's got more money than it knows what to do with. Yeah. Well, he's in a completely different. He's in another state. So okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'll put. I can. I can drop the link to the whole show notes page in the chat there. Good. Um, that's what they're looking at. Awesome. Yeah. Don't uh, uh, so make it view only so nobody. Uh, yeah, accidentally I think I did. I think I something I think out. I I, I'm going to need to use those for. Uh, the final, you know, for the final cut, Kyle, very, very cool what you've done here. And, you know, last week we did a show, Dave Jackson, uh, Daniel J. Lewis, we talked a lot about the podcasting gear that I thought every guy, every guy or gal needed to have. Um, I think the reason when we started talking about this, I wanted to have you on because I wanted to spur some ideas for our listeners and the school districts they're in. And, and yeah, you, you spent a little bit of money here, but not actually a lot. And on the podcasting side of things, let's just take the TV production studio out. Schools could set up that little studio picture that we have there, four mics, some arms, mixer, you know, we're talking under a thousand dollars really to get something like that going on easily under a thousand bucks. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I really want to encourage school administrators or, you know, parents that are listening to this podcast in your school districts. This is a great opportunity. You said it, the key in the very beginning, you said, you know, students need to have another option besides taking a test. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and there are some in, in the, in the spoken arts, which I think used to be, so small, like it was radio and television, and nobody nobody focused on it in school. And I think the spoken arts now, with the advent of YouTube, and with the ability to be a YouTuber or a podcaster or some of those kinds of things, I think the spoken arts are really, really important. And I think we've got to get kids understanding students, understanding the power of them, and how you can communicate effectively through them. And today, the kids just figure it out, right? They just do it. They figure it out. Some of them are really good at it. Imagine what we could do, Kyle, and I think you guys are doing this here. Imagine what we could do if we were intentional about it, right? Yeah. Imagine what we could do if we could have if we could get some teaching around it. I, there are some very, very powerful teachers who I think once they figure out some curriculum around this, holy cow, I think this could take off and yeah. be gigantic. Are you seeing some of the early the early signs of that? This school sounds like it's been pretty progressive anyways. They've had this television studio before that you replaced. Yeah. But do you see that happening in the school where some of those spoken arts are, are really being valued? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I, 
I I do think that they ha- there are a lot of a lot of people that in the in the district that are um you know thinking that way and thinking progressively and looking forward to um you know what is the future and like the high the high school is getting ready for um a major renovation and they're you know they're saying we don't want to just build a high school classroom that's four walls and it looks just like it did 20 years ago we want to build one that is going to work next year and in 20 years future from now and thinking more about how um you know just how how education is going to evolve how it's going to go more online how it's going to include more of these media audio video things how it's going to um how the high school may end up looking a little bit more like a college campus as well um and having kind of some more open spaces and things like that um where yeah uh, yeah giving yeah give making more spaces where students can go and create these things that we already have a um they uh the the well traditionally called the library i guess they call it the learning center now or whatever but um and and this was actually and we the other po- the podcast for the inside the rock um podcast uh that the most recent episode we just interviewed the uh the i forget what he calls himself the the chief um learning center person i don't know innovation specialist is what he's called so and he was just they have the whole this whole makerspace movement going on in there and stuff and kids can just come in and the way he explained it which i really liked was he said in a traditional library it's a room full of resources and in the past that meant books because that was the only resources and then eventually in the you know 80s and 90s and stuff the libraries added digital media of some kind internet access basically but now it's an entire room of resources that includes you know sewing and cnc machines and 3d printers and raspberry pis and podcasting and video and green screens and books and internet databases and it includes everything so it's a it's a resource room and they can use that to explore and build and learn with all of these different types of resources. So, yeah, I interview college students. Well, this, this time of the year, I do four or five a day. And I ask them, one of the questions in my interview is how do you learn? Like, and how do you learn best? And nine out of 10 now are saying YouTube. Like I just yeah. go watch it. And boy, I've watched some of those YouTube videos and we got some really good ones. But we got we we could do better, yeah. And so yeah. you know, how exciting is it to think that the future future learning going on what you guys are doing? You know, you mentioned you have third and fourth graders editing audio. Yeah, we do. Right? Soundtrap soundtrap.com. It's free. Five projects for free. It's awesome. Yeah, and so what a great opportunity to give them a shot to do this. And you know, I tell my high schoolers all the time they snicker a little bit. I always tell them, hey, start a podcast. And they kind of snicker at me. They not That's still not in the vernacular for everybody. And you know what? Podcasting isn't for everybody. But um, plenty of YouTube opportunities that are out there. And I can't tell you how many things I've learned. I had a problem with the sink the other day. And I'm like, all right, how do I fix this? Well, what's the first thing you do? You go to YouTube, right? You're like, so, okay, somebody's somebody. And this is the the abundance mentality. Someone has done it and not only done it, but recorded it. Like it took t- it I took know. someone's it's time, crazy. right? And all for what? For maybe a few advertising dollars on YouTube and personal recognition. That's it. You know, that's the that's the spirit of this abundance mentality that we live in or that we could live in for sure. And so really cool that you are helping in this area. I mean, I just it's fun to watch you do this. So 
Kyle, great job. Anything else you'd share? Anything I missed on this? I think a pretty good coverage here in the hour. Yeah, I think that's. I, if I don't know if I think of something else, I'll I'll bring it up. But re, if if you're, I mean, if you're interested in more details, I mean, definitely check out the the show notes. So. Yeah, Kyle did a nice job. I will copy and paste those into our show notes. If you're wondering, maybe the first time you've came to the show, go to theaverageguy.tv slash HGG. That stands for Home Gadget Geeks. HGG329 is this one. That'll take you right to it. Or uh, just head over to the front page and you'll see the Home Gadget Geeks, the Home Gadget Geeks stream. And then you can uh, you can guide it you can kind of just get it from there, Kyle. Oh, really cool. We got some great stuff. You got some. You got a bunch of gadgets uh, and stuff on your desk behind you. Anything you've gotten recently? Any gadget you've picked up recently that you're like, man, I'm glad I got that. Anything? You got any good gadgets um, to share? I can't. I can't think. All my all my toys are at school now. I don't have to. I don't have to pay for stuff on my own. I just play with the. I would just yeah. play with the stuff at school. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, just. I mean, like I said, just today I was setting up that studio at the at the middle school. So just getting to play with it all there. Um, I have a Dell XPS thirteen is my workhorse laptop um, that I use for for my. You know, re- I a lot of my work at, at school is recording screen capture videos to show teachers how to do things. So. Mm. Um, I use, I use that. Um, I have a Chromebook, I have an iPad. Um, I have one of, you, one of you got each. them all, right. Yeah, one yeah. of each. Cause I got to teach them all. So, I know. Windows, um, so I, Mac and Chrome, right. Yep. You got to do them all. Yep. So, Pretty um, cool. yeah, Pretty cool. Good. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on and sharing all that with us. Good to catch up on both what, what went on during the meetup. And then uh, to kind of hear when you started this summer, you started sharing these things with me and I'm like, Oh, we got to get you on the show. Like I want to, I want to cover this stuff. And you're like, well, I'll let you know when I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got an email from you a couple weeks ago. You said, Hey, I'm ready. And uh, likewise, if you're listening to this now and you're like, you're doing a cool project and you're thinking, man, I'd love to share that. Let me know. Like you listen to this every week, send me an email, Jim at the average I would love to hear what you're doing. I mean, if it's interesting and we can talk about it, and it's, it's kind of gadget or tech related. We love to have those stories just like Kyle has done here. And uh, we'll figure out a way to get you on, get you mic'd and all those other things to get it done. It helps that Kyle's got the right mic and all the right setups to be able to do that. Uh, but uh, if you want to share your story, let me know. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv, we would love to have you on. Kyle, hang around for a little bit. We'll, we'll yep. talk a little bit in the post show. I'll let everyone know. Don't forget, you can support us through our Patreon link that's available on the site. Just head out to, the, uh, to TheAverageGuy.tv slash support or look for the Patreon link right there on the page. One and $5 plans. Don't forget, we'll have some plans coming up for Meetup that'll let me know you guys are interested in coming. Get a little support of that ahead of the Meetup. I'm going to try and do it a little bit early and uh, just kind of see how many folks we have available for next year. Uh, don't forget, you can contact me. Like I said, mentioned, I mentioned here a second ago, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. Find me on Twitter at Jay Collison, and many of you have. I love doing Twitter, although I'm having trouble logging into it right now. But uh, if you want to shoot me a note over on Twitter, you can do that as well. Don't forget theaverageguy.tv, both the web hosting and media platform provided and hosted by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. I just saw Christian Tuesday night. It was really cool. I was in DC for work. I gave him a little shout out on Skype and said, hey, you, you busy tonight? And he said, no. Oh, he is actually. He took an hour out of his very, or two hours out of his very busy schedule, picked me up at the Metro we did dinner together and then he dropped me back off. It was really, really cool to see him. But of course, Maple Grove Partners, 
you can get uh, you can get that hosting for as little as ten dollars a month, and uh, that's web and media hosting provided. And so uh, head out to maplegrovepartners.com. And then don't forget the Home Gadget Geek uh, app sponsored by LastPass. We appreciate their sponsorship of the show. They're coming on here in the first part of uh, November. We'll catch up with Amber what's going on. But head out to homegadgetgeeks.com. We appreciate their sponsorship of the show and all that they do. Head out to lastpass.com. And don't forget, I did get a newsletter out. And if you're not subscribed to it, you definitely can't get it. So I can guarantee you, if you're not subscribed, you won't get it. Now, there's sometimes I just don't send it. That happens too. So I guarantee you, you won't get it if I don't send it or if you're not signed up for it. But get signed up for the newsletter. Head out to theaverageguy.tv slash newsletter or slash subscribe. Either one of those, I think, will get you there. Sign up for it. Put your email address in. I definitely won't spam you. I won't even send you what I intended sometimes to send you. Uh, so it's definitely not a spam box. Uh, give me your email. And every time I get an email, I try, I'm trying to do a weekly is what I'm trying to do. And, uh, and so I'll try to get that out there for you, but uh, get subscribed. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv Live. Got a whole bunch of shows coming up towards the end of the year. Would love to have you join us live. want to thank uh, Rennie and Ryan and Kevin and Tony. The other gym came out. There were some folks who came out early. Jason Bryant was out there a little bit earlier who have dropped. Emily, we missed you tonight, uh, but we appreciate it when you guys come out and join us live. Appreciate your sponsorship on Patreon. We'll be back next Thursday. I think actually next Thursday is the best of Heartland Developer Conference. So I'll be live. I'm going to try and I'm going to beg Uyghur to get back in here. And uh, we'll be live and we'll play some simulcast stuff from Heartland Developer Conference and some really good interviews. You want to join me for that. 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv. Live. And with that, we'll say goodnight, everybody.